I can remember the day that I became a why person. I can remember the day that I became a why person. And what the hell's why person? I'm glad you freaking asked. It's when shitty things happen to you and you fall into this bubble of why me? Why did it happen? Why do I deserve this? Why, why, why? Woe is me. I need to make sense and find a why. Have you ever felt like that before where you just like you need to know why something's happening to you? When I find the why, I'll feel better and only then will I feel better. When I found out uh, bringing myself back, when I found out my partner not only cheated on me while I was six months pregnant, and when I found out, continued to cheat on me with the same woman. And then also getting this woman pregnant, I was devastated. And beside myself, I felt rage, sadness. I had so much anger and disgust of how could I not know? Why did I not know? I felt grief and I held a lot of resentment, not only with him and this woman, but with myself. <laughs> like, how could I not know? Why did I not know? I was a roller coaster of emotions. Like, really, uh, take the biggest freaking roller coaster in the world, times that by a billion, and then take a ride on it. Every downspout is a down motion. Every up was an up emotion. Everything in between. It was exhausting. The ache in my heart uh, created such visual thoughts in my head, like why? I just always remember seeing the word why, waking up, crying, asking myself why. I wanted to know why. I just fucking wanted to know. As if knowing would make everything better, um, I was just stuck in this room and why was written all over the damn walls for a very, very long time painfully long when I look back at it. It was it was just too long. I kept this all to myself for quite some time. Once I found out, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell friends. I made it seem and appear like everything was good because there was no way. I didn't want people to know that I failed. And when they ask me why, I won't have a freaking answer for them. I don't know why yet. So my biggest mistake... Um, was keeping it to myself, uh, and it almost cost me my life, but uh, that's a story for another day. I ranted and raved to myself rather than to someone else, and I couldn't get outside my head, and it was just all-consuming, and this whole why, this word why was all-consuming. I'm not sure if you've ever been there, or maybe you're there right now, and this resonates with you, because um, uh, such a small word can be so consuming. I was so out of control in my own thoughts. I truly believed that knowing why would heal me. It would give me a way to cope uh, with what happened. It would help me understand why it happened. I could go back to normal then and only then. What I didn't acknowledge or um, even I, I guess I didn't want to be aware of, of it because what had happened happened. There was no going back and... There was no going back to the way it was, but for some reason, hanging on to why made me feel like it could go back to normal. Um, I'm someone 
who on the daily listens to understand other women. And I work specifically with women um, just because that's what feels right and feels comfortable for me. Uh, being in an abusive relationship with a partner who was a male, there is some hesitant towards that. And it just felt right being with, being with other women and helping other women. Um, so I listen to women on the daily to help understand them and get outside myself of what I think they should do and what I think is right and more listen to their issues and who they are as a person to maybe help give some ideas or some perspective in a way to move correct that's for them. Uh, Not telling them what I think is right, but just listening to understand them. And this same train of thought, uh, it's I related it to my current situation. Like I wanted to, I was treating myself and my situation like my clients going through a fitness journey or health journey. I created this same sort of concept with myself. So, so if I could understand (laughs) why and where it went wrong and where it started and I could go back I could go back to where it started. I could start from there and I can fix this. By having uh, this train of thought, I was taking his actions that he did, something he did, and putting them on to me. I was taking responsibility for his actions. And that's not even fair. Like I didn't make this decision. But at that time, I I couldn't understand that for myself. It was... I was carrying his choices around with me as if they were my fault and that I was the one to blame. So, ladies and gentlemen, introducing, what did I do wrong? (laughs) I fell into this twisted spiral of some kind of version of me thinking it's self-improvement by finding what I did wrong and fixing me. So now I wanted to fix me by searching this why and feeling like why, if I find out why, created this super toxic worst enemy within myself. I was trapped with myself, beating myself up. I still wanted to know why, like why is this happening to me? I don't get what did I do? I have met a few people uh, through my life uh, as, as I exited the relationship. I met a few people afterwards as I was doing this healing process um, that it, it, at the time I wasn't aware I was doing a healing process. I wasn't aware that I had to go through this journey of wanting to find out why, um, but it was all part and parcel. But I met these people in my lifetime that said things that were of value and these were like ex-lovers and friends that um, I ran into. But most of these people aren't even in my life anymore. They serve their purpose. They had their value. But they said things that will forever contribute to my growth and my success. I had a coach that once told me, like, we all have problems, Vic. The way we solve them is what makes us different. And it's so true, right? Because when you think about it, you could take me and you, for example. 
we have two totally different genetic makeups, two totally totally different mindsets and mentalities and, and mental health. And the same exact thing can happen to you and me. And we can take it two totally different ways. So for us to compare our problems to another person's problem is so unfair because I could say, oh, well, that's not a big deal. And you can take it really, really heavy and it affects your life to a point where you feel like that's no longer worth living. So when she said that, she's like, we all have problems, Vic. The way we solve them is what makes us different. And it was more of a rub on the back and tapping me into the right direction than slapping me in the face with, hey, this is, you gotta smarten the fuck up. This is your problem. This is all on you. You gotta find a way out, blah, blah, blah. It was more of a, hey, like, we get it. We all got problems and and this is the way um, that's gonna make us different is the way that we think about it. And just taking um, a highlight on the way I was thinking and making me aware that that had to change. And then another, I dated somebody um, that I was kind of going through this uh, journey at that time with myself and they were completely unaware of what was going on because again, I didn't let people in that way. And they had said to me, I was going through something and I forget what the situation was, but uh, it was, it felt really heavy. And they said, control the controllables. And this, to this day, at first I was just like, that's fucking stupid. Like what a crock of shit. <laughs> but to this day, I use that myself. And when I tell people, when I tell people these things, I always say this, like say, hey, you got to control the controllables. And then I'll follow it by, I understand how infuriating that was because I remember how freaking frustrated I was when people told me shit like this. I'm like, bitch, like, obviously, like, I get that. <laughs> but did I really get it? Hmm, maybe not. <laughs> so control the controllables. We can create these stories and come up with reasons why until we're blue in the face. But the fact is, it still doesn't change what is happening. The only thing that changes what is happening is our thought around it and our actions to follow that. So the reality is not going to change by knowing why. Because once we find out why, and we'll get a reason, we'll get we'll get a reason why. Even if you ask point blank why, and someone gives you a response, it's never going to be good enough. We will need another why because we're not satisfied with that. That's not what we wanted to hear. That's not that's not it. We'll need another why. There will always be more. We'll always be searching for why if that's what we're focusing on. So, and I totally get it because honestly, the unknown is scary. I say that all of the time. Unknown, unknowing something uh, is going to keep us in our comfort zone. And in some weird, sadistic, twisted way, I was comfortable in this chaotic spiral of finding why and feeling miserable. I just, it's like I got used to feeling miserable. So it was just like, this was my comfort zone now. So your comfort zone doesn't have to be like comfortable. <laughs> you don't have to feel comfortable. It's something that you're used to. So the unknown is terrifying. And the fact that we will never truly know why is scary as shit. Like, fuck that. I want to know why, right? But that's scary as shit because we'll never actually know why. So this search for why led me down a 
dark, long, freaking road that was never ending. And I fucking hate the dark, people. I freaking hate the dark. Don't stick me in the dark. I remember thinking that if I just go a little further, I'll get to the end of the road. I'll get to find out why. I didn't realize I got a lot of reasons why, but they just weren't good enough. Nope, I needed more whys. What I didn't realize was the search for why was what was really killing me, was what was really keeping me in the dark. Not the actual situation. Like that, it happened so long ago. The situation happened so long ago, but I was having um, effects on my day-to-day now. And it was the search why that was prolonging that. Until I came to the understanding that everyone will encounter some shitty situation in their life. Like everybody will. Until I realized there's no actual reason why, I gradually felt the change in my emotions. And this was a long period of time. Like if I had to put a date on it, my healing process was about two years. A whole year before I started feeling a shift. And that's a long time, guys. Like, a whole baby could be made in a year. <laughs> like, that's huge. So I, fu- I gradually started to feel my emotions shift after I realized that there is no real reason why. And that I'll never come to the end of a why. The pain lessened and the road began to light with street lamps. Thank God, because I hate the freaking dark. Then I realized instead of asking myself, why me? I asked, why not me? The street lamp shut down and the sun came out a little bit. Why not me? Why do I think I'm better than anybody else in the world that shitty things happen to? Of course this can happen to me. It can happen to anyone. I was able to see the events that led me here as they were and not as something they weren't. I stopped giving why power over me. I expanded my focus and began to heal for the first freaking time. I was able to open up to my family and be honest with my children in a way that they would understand. I felt less disgust. I felt more understanding and compassion in that, hey, these things happen and it's okay. Instead of thinking, why is this happening? How do I deserve this? Ask yourself, why not you? Like we think we can never, these things can never happen to us. What are the chances, right? (laughs) Well, there are a million shitty things out in the world that can actually happen to you. And although each shitty thing individually, the percentage of that shitty thing happening to you might be lower, but all of those shitty things together, if you take the percentage of what kind of shit can happen to you, there's a pretty good chance that one of those things are going to happen. So you and I are no better than anyone else in this world. That shit is going to happen. And that's something that needs to be understood. Okay, so what have I learned in all of this? There's honestly so much awareness that I've gained through this experience. Um, It's kept me out of a lot of bad situations in the future and I have experience with with this sort of thing and I know what feels good for me now which is really amazing but I realize that our energy needs to flow and focus on the thing that is affecting us 
and how we respond to those things. It has almost nothing to do with the actual situation that's in front of us, but our mental health and our mental strength. How are you reacting to the things that happen to you? So I've also learned that we have some control and the control that we have is our reaction and our response. We have zero control over the things that happen to us. And honestly, I no longer believe that things happen to us. I believe they happen for us. And I know, I know, that's such a hard concept to wrap your head around when you're going through the fucking shit or trust me, I get it. But it really is happening for us in a way. There is some sort of lesson you're going to pull from this. There is something that we're going to gain strength from, gain wisdom from. Maybe this is going to help you in the future. It doesn't feel like it now. But we do have some control and we that control is over our response and our reaction to the things happening around us. It totally changes the game when we start controlling that part of ourselves and not giving everybody the time of day, not giving everything that happens to us, every shitty thing, so much energy. Because what happens, another thing I've learned is what happens when we give energy to something, it makes it bigger, more prominent in our life. So if we give these shitty events more energy, it's going to have a bigger presence in your life. We have a choice in how we handle something and in what we do. And this isn't to say to beat yourself up if you acted in a way or responded in a way that you're not proud of. That's actually amazing. I love that. That's like accumulating data for yourself saying, ooh, you know what? I don't feel good when I react to something that way. I don't like the feeling that I have after responding to somebody in that manner. So that gives you control. That's control, baby. Because you're going to look at that and say, hmm, next time I'm in a situation like this, that's going to become a present thought in my head. Like, hmm, I remember when this happened with X, I didn't enjoy how I felt. So I'm going to change the way I do it this time. And that's not changing who you are. That's helping you. Because the way you did it before didn't feel good, right? You want to feel good, baby? So that's not changing who you are. That is adjusting the way you think. And that's so beautiful. That's growth. So we can provide ourselves with so much inner peace by just allowing these uncontrollable events to make their presence, acknowledging them, and then just saying, okay, so it was nice to see you. I'm just going to show you to this door. Goodbye. <laughs> We have to let these events go in our life. And that's what I mean by that. And I'm not saying it's easy because it rarely ever is. But the more that you do it and the more that you do things that promote a good feeling within yourself, the easier it does become. The next thing to really do for yourself is start asking yourself some really tough questions. I always re re recommend, I always recommend for my clients and for family members and friends to get a journal. Getting a journal and writing things down that are in your head are so beneficial. Like when you go grocery shopping, for instance, you'll go grocery shopping without a list. You'll get everything 
under the moon, except for the one thing that you needed. <laughs> have, have you ever done that? I bet you have. And if you haven't, you're lying to yourself and to me. And that's not doing you any good. <laughs> but if you take the time and have a list for grocery shopping and through the week, when you notice that you're missing something, you write down on that list or you sit down with intention to write down everything that you need. You'll go to that grocery store and you'll slowly check off everything on the list, right? And then you don't miss anything. So the same thing goes for all of our thoughts that are in our head. We need to get them down on paper. So I always recommend getting a journal, a fun one, maybe with a quote on it or a color that you really like with a binding. There's some really good ones that you could just go to any dollar store that's in your area and they have like super cute sayings on them. Get a fun new pen and start writing down some tough questions that you ask yourself. Like, what goals can you work towards? What are you grateful for? How can you bring joy into your life? How can you create balance? One of my favorites, how can I make lemonade out of these lemons? If you're going through something as you're listening to this and it's hitting all of the good parts where you just feel this overwhelming sense of emotion to let out and cry and just release that energy, these questions are going to be tough for you. What are you going through right now? Write that down. How do you feel around this? How do you feel about the way that you've reacted to this thing that's happening to you? Is there something that you can do in this moment that you can change the way that you're feeling about it? Is there something that you can do differently that will make you feel better? It has taken me a long freaking time to just accept that there are no answers to why certain things happen and that adversities and suffering will happen to many people in different multitudes and how we accept those things and how we look at those things will be the difference between you and other people. If we can accept this, we can feel so much more inner peace. Despite whatever is happening to you, you're able to rise above it, but hanging on to the word why and trying to find these answers that don't even exist, they won't change what's happening. The why is not reality. Right now you're living in the reality and the reality is, is that there is no why. Thank you so much for listening to my Selfish podcast. I hope you are that much closer to feeling more like yourself. Ish. <laughs> <laughs>